Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflection from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Reflections from the Heart. Uh, My name is Cameron Norse. I'm your host, and today I'm joined by Rachel. Rachel, thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, and today we will be in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Uh, So we have some good reading this morning. But before we dive into that, um, let's open with a word of prayer. So thank you, Father, uh, for being here with us right now as we open up the bread of life, your word, we ask that you would speak to us, um, body, soul, and spirit. I thank you through the power of your Holy Spirit. You can open this up so that we're able to see what we're to see and hear what we're to hear and respond how you want us to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Rachel, would you mind giving us a little gospel love? Absolutely. The gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's good. Wow, here we are, another parable. Again, Jesus talking to chief priests and the elders, so not his friends, not his inner circle. And he does another beautiful job of disguising what he's actually saying with, a, mm-hmm. with an example. I, I always find it interesting when he's doing these parables, it's, it's like he's saying to them, listen, Mm -hmm. like hear actually what it is that I'm saying, you know, um, like he's talking about the king putting together a feast for the son. I mean, fortunately, we have the ability to look at that and have an understanding that he is the son in this, that the invitation is for us to come to that wedding. 
Um, but yeah, you have to wonder if they just hear it on the surface level, you know, it's like they can't see themselves in the story. So I, I think it's a gift that we're able to see ourselves in this story. I think summing this up, there's an invitation. Like, are, how are we going to respond to the invitation? Yeah, tell those that are invited. Like, do we see what we're invited to? Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of distractions. And a lot of distractions, I think they're somehow camouflaged like the enemy loves uh twisting a distraction with well this is a good thing Mm -hmm. and and just looking at this story like some ignored the invitation and went away one went to his farm one went to his business um i could see how somebody would justify that like hey absolutely there's a lot of work to be done the business needs me the farm needs me you know, like the generations before me, this is what we do. It's a good thing when really the best thing is to respond to the invitation and go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those distractions and just just to get in the weeds with the words, it says to his farm, yeah, to his business. Is it is it that person's farm? Is it that person's business or? Do we have an understanding that everything is God's? Sometimes we get to be the stewards of things for a season, but at the end of the day, is it ours or is it his? Absolutely. And that goes to the part that, you know, stood out to me is we're called to be in communion with the Lord at all times. So recognizing, you know, you got to do a deep reflection to recognize that everything that you have in your life is not of yourself. It is of God. All the blessings that you receive are from the Lord and knowing that, This invitation is always open for every single aspect of our lives, not just on Sundays when we go to church or whenever you may go to mass, but it's a, it's a daily walk. It's a minute by minute, second by second walk with the Lord to invite him into every single thing that you do. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's worth reflecting on because we get to invite him. He wants to go to work with us. He wants to be with us when we're at home playing with the kids. He wants to be invited in to be with us when we're hanging out with friends or spending time with our spouse. Like all of those areas, he doesn't want to be the friend that only talks to you for an hour on Sundays. Mm. You know? Absolutely. He he wants to be the one, like your first phone call in the morning and your... <laughs> And your wind down time in the evening and everything in between. Um, Yeah, I think it's different when we get to look at... uh, So I think part of the invitation is for him to be with us every step of the way. And then we get to recognize, because I think there are important times where something that might be insignificant in the moment, we don't really know what that's preparing. And I'm thinking of times where like... We have young kids, and they love playing with mom and dad. Absolutely. And it's so easy to be like, you don't know what I went through at work today. I'm too busy. I need 10 minutes to just chill. And and there's value to that, too. But, you know, how many times do they have to ask to go out to the driveway and play play four square? Mm -hmm. It means the world to them. And I, I can look back at my life 
and see things he was preparing me for at the time that I didn't know he was preparing me for. But we get to be on both sides of that. We get to be on the side. He's preparing us for something he wants to do 20 years from now. He also wants to use us as an instrument to help prepare other people. Again, thinking about our kids. He wants us to help prepare them for what they're going to be doing 20 years from now. And maybe that four square game that we've been playing this week has something to do with with their future that maybe we just don't see, but it's those building blocks. It's that, it's the things that we need. I, I do think that the Lord is faithful to supply them what they need, even if we don't respond correctly to the invitation, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a, there's a, like a, a best way of doing it. And then there's, okay, so you're not responding. I got to use somebody else to teach him those things. And I, yeah, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to look back and see that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to respond to it today. Like, all right, Lord, I think this is you. I'm believing this is you. I'm trusting this is you. Amen. I'm doing this because I feel your nudge or your prompting. What, what dad doesn't want to hear that? Yeah. You know, I once heard there was this thing, and it was a little boy asked his dad, Dad, how much do you make an hour? And he was like, that's a rude question. Why are you asking me that? And he was like, oh, I'm, you know, just wondering. And then he was like, well, you know, he said, like, go to your room. You don't need to know how much money I make, blah, blah, blah. So then he goes back to his son's room, and he's like, why, why did you ask me how much I make in an hour? And, and the son said to his dad, because I wanted to buy an hour of your time. And it's, Ouch. I think, of, I know, I think about that a lot. And it's the soft, you know, whisper of God yep. in our lives on a daily basis, whether it's through our kids, our spouse, what have you, family, friends. He's always there. He's always knocking. He's always working and not to forget it. The other thing that stands out to me is, you know, they put a lot of emphasis in here on there was a man there not dressed in a wedding garment, but it's not about the garment. Okay. So let, let's kind of break that down. How do we clothe ourselves from an earthly perspective? Oh, titles, power, designer clothing, whatever. You can name a hundred different things. Yep. None of those things are going to get you into heaven. So it's like what they talked about today. You're to clothe yourselves in Christ. So it's not about what you wear, what you have, what you do, who you are. Right. Who are you in Christ? Yep. And that's a really powerful thing. So there's always that call to do that, but do we accept it? Because it is, it is an acceptance issue. In mm-hmm. a lot of cases. That's right. Yeah, I I don't know what what chapter and verse it is, but the Bible talks about a gown of salvation. Mm. Like like a um, relating being dressed in Christ. In the in same way, so this one was, there was a man that was there that was not dressed in the wedding garment. Um, th- there is a invitation to the wedding but it doesn't mean that you're prepared show up in your rags and keep keep doing what you want to do how you want to do it the way you want to do it and expect to be able to be Mm. seated at the table and feast yeah like there's a there's a change that needs to take place great call out a repentance that needs to take place like all right i gotta take off the old clothes Put on the new clothes. The, the invitation's always there. We're always welcome. But there's there's something to do on our part, on our end, before you pull up a chair to the table. 
Great point, Cameron. And the other thing is, a lot of people may wonder, you know, that don't have God in their life, where is he? We, there needs to be a change in us, like you just said. Right. People, sometimes you may be the only vision or experience of Christ that someone ever sees in their life. And you got to really do a lot of self-reflection on that. To how, how am I a changed person through my belief in Christ and my acceptance of him? Because it's not just about proclaiming it, you know, verbally saying like, I'm a believer. How do your actions, how does your life, how do you as a person reflect your beliefs? Because it does affect you in the core of your being and, and it will ultimately change you. I don't know how it doesn't. At mm-hmm. some point, you know, you get so deep into things that it's like right. there has to be a change within you. You know, no, we're not perfect, constantly striving to be better, but there, there is things that will take place inside of you that just, just change when you are clothed with Christ. There's no doubt about it. So then it says, Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast them into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited but few are chosen. Chills. Yeah. Yeah, that'll take your breath away. Um, just diving into it a little bit more, binding our hands, binding our feet, that's like, that's when it gets to the point where you had a choice of what you wanted to do with your hands. You had a choice of what you, where you wanted to go and, and, and so on. And at some point, there's a day of reckoning. There's a day of, because you chose not to use your hands, at this point, it's time to bind your hands. Like, man, that mm. that's wild to think about. And I do not want to be on that side of, okay, Lord, yeah, I heard your invitation. I, I could see how you were preparing me, but I still chose to do what I wanted to do with my hands. Um, and I think at some point he says, all right, he's going to keep on the old garments. Let's let's take away his hands. Let's take <laughs> away his feet. I mean, that's, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Um, so many are invited, but few are chosen. I, I think it's good to, if you have reflection time, like, Lord, what are the invitations? What, what are you inviting me into? Um, yeah, I think it's important not to let ourselves get ahead of him, not for ourselves to make something happen. Uh, I think he wants to invite us into things so that he can say, can you see how I did this? Like this was impossible situation, but I wanted to do this. And, and I'm not, pick an area of life. We, we've been talking about being parents uh, or having kids, like, is the invitation for you to be a good mom or a good dad? And maybe that seems logical based on your family history, or maybe it's the farthest thing from your mind based on family history, but the invitation's still there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so it could be as a parent, it could be where you work. It could just be being a friend. Um, you know, there's there's times where we need somebody to just listen to us. I think there's also times where he puts people in our lives that need somebody to listen to them. And there's that invitation. 
And there's yeah. that preparedness. Like I prepared you to be a good listener because I want to send people into your life that just need an ear sometimes. It's like, yeah, I know, but I could get these 10 things done in the next hour. <laughs> so let's just yeah. do those. Like, do we actually slow down and, and realize that somebody reached out to us to take a walk because the Lord's trying to speak to our hearts and say, hey, I want you out there walking more. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're, you haven't been listening to me, so I'm sending somebody in <laughs> and the obedience of that person sending the message, but then also the, uh, the obedience and the eyes and ears Response. to see, yeah, that's the Lord at work. He wants, he wants to work through us. Like there's things Amen. he wants to do with the people around us. We don't know all the, all the levels or all the meanings or all the things that he actually wants to do. I think reflection's a good thing. I don't like to like spend my life in the past, but I can see in my life today things that I'm doing. I can pinpoint moments three years ago, 16 years ago, 21 years ago, where he was working a situation in my life where he was actually preparing me for something that he wanted me to do 21 years from now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying that kind of on a a business standpoint, like what I'm doing for work right now. But I can also say the same about uh, being a parent. There was things that he wanted to prepare me for, for the kids that we have today, that he had to do a work 30 years ago to be able to have a certain skill set to be I'm not a perfect dad, but to be able to be the dad that I am today. Beautiful. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he is faithful. Absolutely. And the thing that my mom always used to say too was, it, I'll use it as a parent example, but it, it directly applies to our relationship with God. You don't have one chance to get it right. You have many. Yeah. And if you think about your day, the amount of times that you have the opportunity to make a choice, everything you do while you're living is a choice. Everything. At, getting out of bed, eating something, right. interacting with somebody, everything's a choice. You have multiple chances every single day throughout your entire life to choose. You're not always going to get them all right. But it's not just about the one chance. You have many chances, but it's that you're trying and that you're striving and that you're moving in the right direction. And that's the great thing that, you know, we have a merciful God. Yeah, I think part of having multiple chances at something is it's, it's like the merciful parent, like, you know, what you're trying to teach your kids in a moment. And it's like, okay, they didn't respond this time. Let's try again, or let's try this way, or let's try that way. You don't give up on wanting to teach your kid how to be a a good friend to their friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, that is so important. They have to learn this skill. I'm going to try it this way. We're going to have play dates. We're going to have uh, playground time. We're going to have just playtime with us in the backyard. And it's like, you see the importance of having them be social or whatever it is. I'm just picking a yep, random yep. example. You see that importance and they don't often get things the first time. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> We're in the same boat, but but he's faithful to say, okay, there's an important lesson here. I'm going to whisper it to him. I'm going to have somebody else <laughs> whisper it to him. Yep. I am going to 
give them some nudges. I'm going to give them some insight. I'm going to play a song on the radio so that they hear it. Oh, my gosh. I am going to, you know what? At some point, I just got to sit them down and, and <laughs> say, hear me. Lay it on the table. Yeah. But it's so easy to relate it to our kids. Like, there's, we didn't give up on them eating solid foods when they threw it on the ground the first 10 times. <laughs> It sounds crazy, but we yeah, knew their life consisted of solid foods at some point. And even when they were like, no, 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 it was, there, there was never a, all right, let's give up on this. Or, or as easy as like, you know, helping them to learn how to walk. It's not like, you know what? It just might not be for you. <laughs> There's never that thought oh, as a parent. I so mean, good. It, 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 it's, such a, it's such a good relation to... A good parent is never going to say, man, we tried the last hundred times and they just can't get these basic things down. I, I don't think it's for them. It's like, no, it's obvious. This is one of the steps in the journey. No matter what it takes, we're sticking this thing through. I think the same... I don't know. The same thing relates to... The Holy Spirit wanting to spend time with us. He knows how important that is. And he shows us opportunities for one minute here, five minutes there, 10 minutes there. But he really wants to get us on this journey where, like you were saying earlier, it's all day long. It's all night long. It's a constant, Lord, my, my, I, I'm walking into this meeting, but my heart's on you. My mm -hmm. eyes and ears are, are walking into this situation, but I'm going to be in tune to what you're saying. So speak speak up. Speak clearly. Show me what it is. Um, I, yeah, I think he wants that communion, common mm -hmm. union time with us. And he knows how vital that is to our existence, where even though we haven't gotten it perfect, or even though we haven't prioritize things in the way that he wants to prioritize them, he's not going to give up. He's going to keep keep nudging, keep reminding and using different things in our lives until, yeah, we, we kind of get to that next stage of maturity with him. Absolutely. And the way that we can be, like, what does it mean to be in constant communion with the Lord? So our priest actually at Mass the other day, my son was there. He's usually pretty good at Mass, but he was having a day. He was acting up, you know, it was morning Mass. And the priest, during his homily, called us out, and he was like, you know, Rachel and her son, they're here in Mass, and, and she is a mother. That is a sacrifice. A anything that you do throughout your day can be a sacrifice to the Lord. Yes. Like, literally, like, cleaning up after your kids, uh, you know, if they're caring for a parent that's aging, um, caring for a child. I mean, it's it's all over the map of things that you can like actually think about, I'm going to do this as a sacrifice to the Lord. Yeah. Every step of your day. So it, it was just a really good call out. Um, cause sometimes you need those reminders. You think like, Oh, I'm doing all these random tasks and things for everybody and cooking dinner for the family or whatever it is that you do, mowing the lawn, um, yep. taking care of the cars. I mean, all of those things though, you can offer up to God. I'm doing this for you. You gave me this beautiful family that I know is yours. I'm here to steward them. How can I be the best at my job that you've given me in this life? Yeah. And he'll, he'll always be there to, to whisper, answer, knock. Yeah. Yeah. He's very persistent. <laughs> I, am no, I am nowhere near as persistent. I got to get better at that. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it reminds me of the word priorities. Like if you actually have a priority, like actually something is a priority to you, then you're going to put time towards that. You're going to put your attention towards that. You're going to put your finances towards that. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't walk around saying, yeah, these things are a priority to me. Going back to the family, we're talking a lot about family today. We can't say that our family is a priority and we spend all of our time away from them. I mean, it seems easy to understand that, but there's plenty of distractions that say, hey, this this would be the right thing to do today. And do we have that guard on our heart to say, this doesn't line up with my priorities. This is trying to take the place of something that I'm clear about and I'm not willing to compromise that. Whether it's our family, whether it's time with him, I think, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, a prayer life is a priority of mine, but then never talk to him. Mm-hmm. To say my kids are my biggest priority in this season of our life and never spend time with them. Mm. It's like you don't have to look too far to find a hypocrite. But we also get to have those those times for ourselves to see, okay, I said these things are priority. I have five opportunities in front of me. Which one of them is the right one that's going to line up with what I know in my heart to be? It, it might not make sense with your time today, but it makes sense with the big picture of things. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm speaking to myself. I, I'm, I'm speaking to all of us. I, I think it's important. Yeah, have those guards up. And then also, I think, I think one of the beautiful things that the Lord puts those people in our lives that can teach us those things with their words, but also their actions. We get to learn from them by watching them walk it out. So, yeah, I, I, another way of saying it, I think there's things that the Lord wants to do in our lives, but he also wants to do through us. Um, there's things that he, he has done in us so that we can use that as learning and then we can teach others. Um, there, there's that, it's, it's never this moment of I've arrived, I have it all figured out, but it's this constant work. Okay. He's doing this with me. He's doing this through me. This is for me as much as it is for the other person. So. Uh, With that, we say God bless you. Thank you for joining us and look forward to joining you again in the future. God bless. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.